So we're coming up to the wet season, right? Has anyone noticed that? It's a bit more humid, hot, <laughs> a few tongues hanging out. Um, and one of the things that you might notice when the wet season comes is that weeds begin to grow in your garden, right? Anyone else notice that? Yeah. It's interesting because this, yes, yesterday I was out spraying my weeds and uh, thinking, you know, like I need to get on top of these weeds before the wet season comes because it hasn't been mulched yet or whatever to keep the weeds down. And I was spraying them. I'm like, man, there's some really dogged weeds here. They just never die. I've sprayed them like 20 times with glyphosate, whatever, and Joe's pulled them out before. I don't know if she got all the roots because they seem to grow back again because they're one of those type of weeds, you know, they'll break off easily, roots still stuck in the ground. So then it just sort of sprouts up again. And so I put some new different type of spray on yesterday, hoping to kill them. So they've sort of been under control, but not really dead yet. And this year, at the beginning of the year, just for, for us to, to ponder on, I really felt like God was saying, let's pull out some weeds this year. Let's try and get rid of some of the rubbish in our life. So uh, you might not have noticed, but really my preaching has sort of really been geared around what's happening, guys? Where's your character? Why aren't you pushing into God more? What are the things that are holding you back from seeking the Lord? Because everything, everything that we overcome in this life requires us to press into God's presence. There's no doubt about that. It's the same with the weeds, and I'm just going to read a parable in a, in a minute, uh, which you'll probably be familiar with, the, the parable of the sower who goes out and sows the seeds. But one of the things in there is that what stops us being fruitful is that there are thorns, it says in this version that I'm going to read, or what we might call weeds that grow up in our life, things that, that choke out God. And there is no doubt that many of us sitting here today have had a season where we have really been choked out. You know, like, it's like the godness has gone. We've been so consumed with our life, with things that are happening, the problems of the world, etc., 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 that stop us seeking God. But the only way to get rid of those weeds, as I was spraying these weeds, I'm thinking the only real way to get rid of weeds in our lives, God's presence. It's the only way. Because when we try ourselves to, to take away the the things that are hindering us, you know, the things that are bothering us when we do it in our own strength, it's never forever. Because what really needs to change is this, our heart. And who can change your heart? Only God. Only God can really change your heart, the, the, the very essence of, of who we are. And that is why, you know, the scriptures say, above all things, guard your heart. Guard your heart above all things because out of it flow all the issues of life. And, and so I, I guess I've been really trying to challenge us about that. Draw close to God. That's the only way that you will get rid of that stuff in your life. And then I was thinking, you know, it's like when you pull that weed out and it breaks off, the root's still in there. And that's what happens when we try in our own strength, right? Whatever it is an addiction in your life, a, a, a way of living, you know, spite in your life, unforgiveness in your life, um, whatever it might be, that, that when we try to do it with our own strength, we're, like, we're, pulling off the, we're ripping off the weeds and we're changing what we do without changing the why we do it. And when God's love hits our hearts, that's when things really begin to change in your life. That's when things really begin to turn around because we're not doing things under the law, like we have to do something, our hearts become melted, they become malleable in God's hands and he's able to do something with it. So it might have felt this year a little bit to you, hopefully it did, that there's been this little bit of like uncomfortableness in your Christian walk. Uncomfortable with the way things are, uncomfortable with the way I'm seeking God. I hope so. But I don't want you to be uncomfortable. What I want you to do is grab hold of God. And for the rest of this year, really walk down that road of like, there'll be a little bit more weed pulling, challenging us with our, our motives, with the things that we do, the way we do things. There'll be a little bit more of that. But what I want us to do is start to make a transition for next year.
A transition of really inviting God into our space. Right? Because do you know the only thing that God really can't change is you? You're, you've got a free will. And you are making choices today, this very day, who are you going to serve? It's your choice. So as we move into next year and as these people uh, come and answer some questions, I want you to think about that. I'll, I'll just read from this parable of the farmer scattering the seed. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field and some seeds fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon wilted under the hot sun. And since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. So we're going to get the explanation from Jesus here. Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. The seed that fell on the good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as it had been planted. I'm hoping that this year somehow there's been some weeds pulled out of your life. Because the point is we need to be fruitful for God. And next year that is part of what sort of the aim will be is that how do we share this message of life that we are called to share? How do we help grow the kingdom of God, understanding that it is Christ that builds the church? It's his work, but he needs workers in the vineyard. And that's the prayer that Jesus asked us to pray. He said, don't pray for the harvest. Don't pray that there's people who get saved. Don't pray. Obviously, we do that. But his point was this. Don't pray for that. The fields are already ripe. They're ready to be harvested. There is no lack in harvest. There's no lack in seed to be gathered. There's no lack in fruit to be picked. It's like Australia where there's a shortage of fruit pickers. So we import them. Wouldn't it be a shame if the Church of Christ in Australia was getting missionaries coming in from overseas because there's no harvesters in Australia? That would be a shame, wouldn't it? I would hate to think that that would happen. And so next year what I want us to do is really think about how do we partake in the harvest? Let's pray and I'll invite Matt and whoever's coming up to come up. Father, I just want to thank you for this year. Lord, I pray that any work you've started in, in taking those weeds, because God, you are the gardener, but we need to allow you access to our life. I, I pray that that you would just continue to remove them because, Father, we want to be a fruitful church, one that multiplies like those that you talk about at the end of that parable, Jesus, that they produce fruit 10, 60, 100-fold, whatever it might be. But, Lord, that this church is not a church that grows amongst weeds but grows for your glory and produces fruit for the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's welcome Matt up to the stage and you're going to call the others up, are you, Matty? Yep. I don't know. Louder, come on. This yeah, man deserves it. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Neil. Yeah, can I, can I get those others to come and join me? We're just going to do a bit of furniture removal and adjustment. How are you all going? Good. It's good to be in the house of God, hey. 
here and there. Three around each one, please. Here you go. We'll come first. No, you're not going first. All right, cool. Thanks, crew. We'll get three around each, uh, guys, three around each barrel, and you'll need a microphone. Do you want to, oh, you got it? Yeah, no, thanks. Bit disorganized, hey, what's that about? <sighs> Very cool. Um, so as, as Nils mentioned, uh, the people that are sitting up here have been part of Cornerstone for a while, have been part of the journey, and, and really what we want to do today is just spend some time reflecting and giving testimony to the things that God is doing in and through this place, to, to just hear stories and, and to catch fire of what, of what God is doing here. Um, and so what I want to do, um, can, I get the, can I get the purpose statement put up there? You've probably seen this on the slide that rolls at the start of, of church, if you're here early enough. And it's, a, it's, our, it's our purpose for what we're here to do, what, what we feel that God has called us to do here as, as Cornerstone, to, to share God's message of life, leading people into God's family and teaching them to grow in faith and love and equipping them to share His message wherever they are. That's, that's the core of, of, of who we are as Cornerstone and, and I'm hoping that this morning through uh, a process of just having a chat with these guys, we'll see this statement in evidence in the things that have happened but also hopefully be encouraged to be a part of that, to, to step in and to, to recognise where uh, God is working in your life, to recognise the, the opportunities that you have to contribute in God's purpose in this place. So we're going to start off, I'm just going to I'm just, we're just going to go one way or the other. Neil, uh, Neil, what? Neil, <laughs> this is Dean. Oh, I stole your answer. Dean doesn't want to go first, so we'll start at the other end. How's that? So can, can you tell me uh, just your name? Do you want and, my full name? And how long you've been here. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ashley, and I have been at Cornerstone for 10 years. Hi, I'm Alison, wow. um, and I've been part of Cornerstone, I think, for 16 and a half years. G'day. Uh, my name is Mitch, and I've been a member of Cornerstone for 11 years. Whoa. I am Ben, and I've been here for like nine and a half, I think. We're coming up to ten. Hi, I'm Dean, and I've been coming to Cornerstone for 850 weeks, <laughs> which is around about 16 years. 16 years. Very good. You can, you can hold on to that, because I've got one on my face. Um, and my name's Matt, and I've been here for about 16 and a half years also. That's, that's the same as Alison. I'm not sure what that, That's my lovely wife down there, for those of you who don't know. Um, my name's Matt, and I, I didn't really introduce myself either. I'm, I'm assistant pastor here um, as well. Um, but I, I want to I ask these guys a question. And you'll notice, actually, there's a, tech, there's a, there's a, there's a mobile number up, the, up on the screen there. If, while we're having this conversation, if you want to know more information about something that's been said or have a particular question around the life of Cornerstone that you want to ask, feel free to send a text message to that number and, uh, and we'll try and get to your question um, and if we don't, don't be offended, come and talk to us afterwards. Um, these lovely people are going to be hanging around and so feel free to come and have a chat with us uh, if you've got questions but feel free, if you've, something comes to mind or you want to know more, chuck a little text to that and we'll, we'll have a look at that as we go. Um, so, so question, and anyone can jump in when, when you're ready. Why, why do you call Cornerstone home? Why is, why is Cornerstone your church? Uh, I've been voluntold to start first, so here we go. Yeah, voluntold. Um, why do I call Cornerstone home? Because of the people, really. Um, being in this place for so long, um, this mob are my family. 
That's why I call Cornerstone home, and home is where your family are. Um, uh, when I first came to Cornerstone, I felt a bit lost. I felt like I didn't really have, I didn't know my identity as my, within myself, and where I was fellowshipping before wasn't suitable for me anymore. And I ended up at Cornerstone one way or the other, and like a family, they wrapped their arms around me and said, why don't you hang out with us and stay for a bit? So it wasn't the music and it wasn't the preaching, even though it was fantastic, I have to say. <laughs> but it was, yes, yeah, the people, it's the family that support and love and encourage. Yep. Well, for me, it was the music and the preaching. No. <laughs> um, when I first came to Cornerstone, thanks, Mitch, for sharing. Um, when I first came to Cornerstone, um, I was pretty broken, and I remember really distinctly the first day because um, I came in and I sort of went, oh, how can I kind of hide? But then I grew up in Darwin, so there are so many people that I know. So I came to Cornerstone, I was like, oh, my gosh, I know them, I know them, I know them. Oh my gosh, okay, how do I do this? Sat over with Penny and Russell when I first started and um, then there was a lady on the music team at that time and I remember as the music started, she just looked at me and smiled. And as I said, I was, in, I was a bit broken at that time so she smiled at me and I just burst into tears. And needless to say, I did not stop crying until the end of the service. And um, as the worship played, it was um, different from what it is now, <laughs> a bit more rawer back then. And um, I was like, this is an interesting sound I'm not that familiar with. But the Holy Spirit just ministering to me through that worship was on a different level to what, um, yeah, I guess it was exactly what I needed at the time. So there I was, bawling my eyes out, hearing this worship, um, just, yeah, moving my heart. And um, then I think Neil must have got up and spoke and... Um, the preaching was exactly, you know, when you're sitting there and it's exactly what you need to hear. You're like, oh gosh, I'm being pinpointed. And I just felt like, and I'm a tears again. And um, after the service, Neil and Joe, like, hi, they came over and I'd, I was working with Joe at the time and um, they said, do you want to come over for lunch? And I remember sitting in actually Ron and Sue's tiny little lounge room and um, sitting there as they, um, they just loved me right in that moment is exactly what I needed. So for me, um, I think when you said, Mitch, about those arms around, um, this was a place where I felt like I could heal and a place that, yeah, I felt safe. And so that for me is, was the first time that I came and yeah, I knew then this is where I needed to be for this, this season. I'll go. Um, ours started when 10 years ago, we were, Nikki and I were looking to get him married and we are going through some stuff, not with ourselves, but with our church. And um, in that time, Nikki was actually working with Joe. Un- <laughs> Common denominator. Joe, however that works. And um, yes, Joe, <laughs> the evangelist. Um, so yeah, um, Joe was loving Nikki through that period and then after we got married, it sort of made sense that we would follow her here and I was probably the same lady on the worship team that um, when we came that did the same thing to us and I didn't cry because I'm a, I'm a big strong man but um, <laughs> <laughs> but no yeah so same same arms around loving loving pastors and then they asked us the coffee and we thought we were in trouble but it was it was fine they were just loving us yeah, <laughs> yeah very good I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in too so um, for me and and for Ali um, so 16 and a half years ago, um, we were worshipping at another church. I was, I was running the worship ministry there and finding myself getting more and more and more and more and more frustrated every single Sunday and actually coming into worship with this horrendous attitude, absolutely horrendous attitude. And I had the privilege of going, um, uh, got invited to go on the Maus Walk. Who's done the Maus Walk? Neil's, Neil's done it. Um, but just this, this awesome opportunity to get together with a bloke of group, a bloke of groups, a bloke of groups, 
um, group of blokes and, and just spend, I think it's three days, just really focusing in on, on who Jesus is and, and what his relationship means for us. And, and uh, Paul Downey, who was the pastor at Cornerstone at the time, was there presenting and something just let, lit a fire in my heart with the way that he presented God's word. And so that was the, that was the catalyst for me. I came uh, to Cornerstone with this horrendous attitude and just really this desire to to get back to God, to strip away all the stuff. And so I came with this attitude of, okay, I'm not going to be involved in anything. I'm going to sit back for six <laughs> months and I'm not, I'm just, I'm just going to sit. And I'm, I'm a worshipper in my heart and I think I lasted three weeks before I put my hand up and joined the worship team. And then uh, su- just supporting the team and I think over a period of about 12 months I then ended up running the worship team not by any desire of my own but obviously God has a plan in in my life to be in that space and so I've been doing that ever since which is awesome and just to see the team grow and to to really focus in on what it is to worship God but recognizing that God really put us in in this place um, a few months after we we arrived in the church we got pregnant with our first child which was awesome uh, and then a few months later, lost that child. And that was a really challenging season for both Alison and myself. Um, I really questioned my whole faith journey at that point. And Paul and Anne, who were the pastors at the time, were, were people who were trained in grief. They were grief counsellors. And I could just recognise that God put us exactly where we needed to be for that exact moment to be able to walk that journey and and then be pushed and, and encouraged to use the gifts and abilities that I've got, which is why I'm now assistant pastor as well, which is something I would never, never have considered in my own strength. But God is good and he has plans and purposes for each one of us. And so to be encouraging each other in the gifts and abilities that we see, because I didn't see that in myself, but there were people in this place that recognised those gifts and said, hey, Thomas, step up. And so that's why I am here. And so I guess that, that can I, can, do you want to add to that? Sorry, can I, sorry. Can I yes. add to that? Um, so I guess I really liked what Neil said this morning about who you travel with really matters, who you travel with in life. And I think in that, in that early, when we first moved to Cornerstone, we really wanted somewhere that um, we could see people we could walk with people that we could do life with, people we could travel with. And I think as a couple, we wanted to, to, to be um, connecting with other couples. As we started family, we wanted to have people around us to help us and encourage us and teach us what people who've gone before, teach us what, what it's like to be a parent. But also um, people who rally when times are hard. And in 16 and a half years, there's been so many times that we've really needed that encouragement and that spurring on. And this community is what has given us that. And the reason this community has given us that is because there are people here that pursue God and mm. love God, and that's what we want and love about yep. Cornerstone. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I guess for us, uh, we moved here 850 weeks ago or thereabouts. Um, <laughs> where we were worshiping at previously, I guess that wasn't meeting our spiritual needs, um, mm. as well as a lot of our friends from that church uh, moved away and after that happened we felt a bit of a little bit lost I guess I guess I did so we decided to look for another church um, and found the cornerstone as Matt said the preaching here was really good with uh, Paul Downey and throughout the years it's been really good as well so it's really met our needs and been able to develop us um, both spiritually and professionally as well um, about listening to what God's got planned for us, the church, and individually as well. Yeah, cool. So, I mean, I think we'd, we've talked a little, a little bit about coming and looking for connection. Um, but you guys, how, how have you been involved in the different ministries of our church? I mean, obviously, there's, there's lots of different things that go on in this place, aren't there? You know, we've got our, we've got our Sunday gatherings when we come together, and we've got our welcoming team, and 
and, and our morning tea team and, and all of that kind of stuff. But there's a whole heap of stuff that goes on in the background as well. There's a, you know, there's a prayer ministry and the kids' church that, that um, teach our kids during the, the, uh, during the message and we've got Food for Life, we've got the cafe. Um, we've got youth programs, we've got connect groups, we've got mainly music. There's, there's so much stuff going on, hey. It's good. It is really good. So... What was I asking? Involvement. Involvement. How, how have you guys been involved and, and how have you seen God impact both you and, and the community around us in that process? You got any, any stories? I'll go first this time. Oh, thank you, Dean. Great. Um, you know, for me, I'm not really a upfront person. So, you know, being up here is a bit of a challenge for me. And also, obviously, being on the uh, committee has been a bit of a stretch for me as well. Um, from a uh, personal point of view, I was listening to a, a sermon this week where uh, the person was having a conversation or an argument with God and basically God said, put on your big boy pants <laughs> and step up. So I've had to find that along the way. Um, you know, I've been a part of the sound team uh, for a long time, uh, which is really good because it's up the back rather than up the front. Um, and obviously being involved in connect groups, I think that's an important way to be involved. Um, we've led connect groups, we've led alpha groups, uh, we've hosted groups as well. So it's really good, um, you know, every couple of weeks getting together with a bunch of guys that I wouldn't necessarily have the opportunity with uh, during the service at church. You know, and being a part of these different teams, it also gives you a chance to touch base with people that you wouldn't normally touch base with um, and being a part of these teams is uh, really good um, and also you know being on the committee has been excellent you know in the business of the church and it's been a tough couple of years for us overall um, but through God's help and the dedication of all of you we've got through it okay so thank you very much. Hello, is this thing on? Yes. Um, when we came, how have I been involved? First thing we did was join a connect group. And I was a bit like Matt, where I, I play music, if you don't know. And um, I said to Nikki, I'm not going to join the worship team until someone asks me to. That's going to be my break. So I'm not going <laughs> to give it a time limit. I'm just going to be like, until someone asks me to. And it wasn't very long into it that Matt's like, wait, because I went to Matt's connect group. And so, like, wait, you play, you play guitar? I was like, yeah. And this, and this, and this. We'll come on Thursday. <laughs> so yeah, same thing. Didn't last yeah. long. Um, then after joining the worship team, then Nikki and I decided to start running youth group. We ran that for a, a number of years um, before we have handed it on to Jacob and his crew, which is great. It's good to see it still going. Um, and yeah, that's still in the worship team, obviously. Um, I think that's it. Oh, and, and I'm on the um, committee, and, and I'm an elder. So how, how have, you, have you seen God challenge you in that space? Have you, have you, have you seen it's pretty much the same from growth? when I started. It. No, it's a <laughs> massive difference. Um, I think um, connect groups is, is the, the biggest one, I think. I think getting challenged from different minds um, is important and seeing p- different people's perspectives and which obviously can change the way that I see things as well in, in, a, in a good way. I think um, joining as a body and, you know, we all have a different use and all that sort of stuff. And um, running youth was similar to Dean where I had to put on my big boy pants and, you know, like kids. No, <laughs> um, but no, I think um, doing that every, every Friday, you know, always having something ready to go and pre-planning and stuff like that, it made me a lot more... Nikki's already organised, but I, I needed to step up in that area. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been good. There's been a lot, a lot, a lot of different interactions with different youth kids and, you know, different connect groups that I'm not going to name even one. But, um, yeah, God's definitely moved through my life and mm. um, the way that I've served here. Um, and it... He wouldn't have moved that way if I wasn't serving. Let's put it that way. Um, yes, 
same thing with the music team. Matt's, uh, I don't know if Matt was desperate or he saw, <laughs> or if he saw talent, but either way, um, it wasn't long before I started joining the music team. And that was just a further kind of wrapping around of me and recognising me as a valued member of the family. Um, and then little bits and pieces, sharing up the front here, preached last week, which is amazing. I didn't think I'd ever do that. Um, involved with the committee, uh, clean the toilets sometimes, set up the chairs, whatever really needs um, to be done. And I'm just looking at the purpose statement, actually. I've got it written down here. And um, it, it actually reflects kind of the journey of me coming to Cornerstone or coming to this church, you know. The purpose statement is to share God's message of life, which was shared with me when I came here. It was, it's to lead people into God's family. That definitely happened with me, wrapping me around. It's teaching them to grow in faith and love. I've been taught so much and I've grown so much spiritually the last few 12 years or so and loving and equipping them to share his message wherever they are. So it's like recognising that I have a place in God's family, teaching me how to serve and then asking me to serve. And, and that is so empowering because I know the power of being loved and I know the power of being included and I know the power of having someone serve me. And so, man, it's amazing to do that for other people. I, I kind of see it like the difference between sitting in a movie theatre, watching a movie and then leaving compared to actually working on the movie behind the set um, and being invested in it and then watching other people enjoy the film. That's why I love to serve and God has grown me to recognise that what we do here actually has so much power for other people. So that's, that's why I'm here and that's why I serve. Well said, Mitch, well said. Um, I don't actually, I've been trying to think what do I do. I think, well, I did the worship team for a little while, you know, every now and then between kids because I've got 100. Um, and <laughs> um, I've, I'm an elder and I'm Matt's wife. So I support him a lot <laughs> in all that he does. In that order, yeah, no. Um, and what have I done? Oh, whoops, yeah, I coordinate Connect groups um, and I help with a couple of little rosters for the morning service, um, which is really, really good. And, um, and it's funny, when about when we first started coming to the church, we did our, what is it, What on Earth Am I Here For series and they were looking for host families, um, people to host and I said to Matt, yeah, sure, but then that's it. Like, we are not doing any more groups. Don't even think about it. Well, 14 years later, we, <laughs> we have had groups in our homes for 14 or 15 years. So, um, and the reason that, um, I guess, just in terms of specifically connect groups, that we decided to do that is, one, we really, we just love people. We love connecting with people and we think it's a really important part of our faith to be connecting with people who also love God. Um, and to be growing together and learning together. And <clears throat> I could definitely honestly say that we haven't done it well all the time and that there's things that um, we've had to learn. But all the time, um, I'm every week when we meet, I think, God, how you just show me so much of yourself through these people who come to my home or who we meet with. You teach me so much about you. Um, and that's what, I guess, community is all about, isn't it? That we're learning from each other and it's not about um, what we know and what we don't know, but it's about how we're choosing to connect with other people. And I think in all the areas that are happening in this church, and I recently just started um, helping a little bit with Food for Life, and um, it just astounds me that the people from this church and also outside of this church, the hard work, that the physical hard work that they put in every Tuesday to unpack food and to put it out and to 
have it make cupboards for it to be stored in and to serve and love on the customers to make coffees and to bring cakes and to just bless these people who are in need physically in their lives but who are, who are in need of the touch of God. Um, and, and I honestly, um, one of the big things that has drawn me to that is to work alongside people who love God and serve others really well. And um, I've learned so much just from watching and as I said, I've hardly been and I mainly just mop floors but I just love, I love seeing that um, ministry thriving in terms of how they're meeting the needs of that community. But do you know what? The people who go and early and unpack the food and set up every single week and make coffees, they are also here cleaning, mowing the lawns um, and all sorts of things. And that team does that every week. And it's such a blessing and encouragement to me to see Cornerstone um, working in the community like that. Awesome, thanks. All right, we, we, time, time is getting away from us. I would love to sit here and chat to these guys all day. Not sure if you guys want me to or not, but no, we're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask a final question. What's, what's your hope for Cornerstone into the future? Where do you, yeah, what's, what's, yeah. Sorry, I'm ready, so I'll just go. Um, what, one of my hopes is, I suppose a practical hope, is that more and more people will just rock up. That more and more people will commit to this as their weekly base of worship. That more and more people will commit to supporting the cafe. And that cafe out there, I mean, amazing opportunity. What other churches do you know? that has that opportunity every week for people to come from the community and we don't want that to close up shop, do we? So we need, I'd love to see people rocking up and supporting that cafe in any way that they can. Mark and the team, they work their butts off there and we'd just, I'd really love to see Cornerstone people coming there as their cafe and I'd love them to be bringing their friends, rocking up and supporting these, that ministry, rocking up and helping things like Food for Life, rocking up and saying, hey, I can do the projector once every six weeks. I can press the button to make the words come up because when I do it, it's so imperfect, but we just do it, don't we? Because it needs to be done. Rocking up and saying, yes, I will help cleaning this week because there's no one to do it. A team has pulled out. Yes, I can help to clean. Yes, I can do those toilets. Um, yes, I can come on a Saturday afternoon and, and reset up the chairs. Having people rock up and saying, no, I'm committed to this place, this is my church, and I'm going to do whatever I can. And the reality is um, we're all busy, right? And sometimes we can have the mindset that these things is just another thing in my life, when re the reality is that these are things that we, we want to become a part of our life amongst a whole lot of other things. And as we work alongside each other, that's where we get to know each other. Like, as I said, with Food for Life, this is where we get to know each other when we work side by side and not alone because we get to know um, each other and where we're at. Like Matt preached a few weeks ago about that guy at Macca's. And at the end of the day, Matt acknowledged this aggressive person was aggressive, but there had to be other things going on for this man. and. I would love to see us all continue to be aware of our, each other's needs and sensitive and being able to stop and understand where, where we're at um, on a Sunday morning beyond how was your week, actually get to know one another. Um, so I guess in short, rock up. That's what I love. That's what I hope for. Yeah, I just love what you said, Ali, there. Thank you. Uh, I also think in that space as well, um, sometimes I think, as Ali mentioned, it's, it's so busy and life um, just comes and passes us by almost sometimes. And I know for myself, um, we just have a little one-year-old now and this last year has been really challenging um, in different ways for me and just how do I connect in a church? And I was thinking about it this morning, just how in the past... Um, I felt like, you know, wherever there was a need, I was happy to step in 
And I felt, feel like now, okay, I've got a little person. How do I do that in and around her? And I'm just learning how to do that. Thank you, all those who have gone before with children and you paved the way and show how it's done. Um, but I've just realised that uh, I was coming to church every Sunday, but I, it had been difficult getting to small group. And I was just thinking how, yeah, it, when we do walk with people um, and we do that regular commitment every fortnight or week, whatever it is, um, there is that deep connection that's formed. And I was just reflecting, thinking, do I feel disconnected? And I thought, yeah, in part I do, because that, I think we can surface level commit, you know, I think we can commit on, on different levels. And coming to church on a Sunday, you know, is that base level sort of commitment. I think when we serve on a team or we go to a connect group, it goes a bit deeper because you do walk alongside people. And um, I know for myself, when I first started here, you know, I came with all the, I knew everything, you know, I was a young single thing and thought I had it all sorted and my ideas about church and everything. And you walk alongside people and some of those rough edges get a bit rounded off, you know, and and I think we become, yeah, we do become who we spend time with, but, you know, in allowing people to say and do and um, speak into my life, it has certainly helped to shape me into the person that God has called me to be. And so I think, again, to plug connect groups, but just any group, um, because I didn't start going to a connect group, I actually started in the music team as well, but um, that coming and getting that deeper connection by, you know, rocking up and just seeing a need and feeling a need, it, it brought, has brought for me, um, yeah, that deeper sense of unity. And I think my hope is that we would be an active body of Christ. We would be fully functioning. And I think, you know, sometimes I guess my reflection is, you know, I had been connected but maybe slightly disconnected. So maybe kind of walking with a limp a little. And um, that's not healthy for my own walk. Um, and I, you know, know I need to jump better into that and, and work that better. But, uh, you know, I think we can be flourishing in, in better ways when we do decide to commit fully and do decide that actually commitment is important. Um, and I'm, I'm going to put that above, you know, as Karen shared, <laughs> wanting to sleep or stay in bed or, it, you know, it's just got too hard. And so... Um, that heart connection um, is my hope and desire that we would come and love being here, love being with one another, love serving our God. Um, but ultimately, we do that, and then that love flows to those people that we meet in our community, because isn't that the point? And um, they need that message of life. And so um, I just want to actually thank um, Sarah and the team that have done mainly music for a year now and um, they're now finishing that and um, I'm actually stepping into that and leading that um, coming next year. But that team has really ministered to uh, young mums and those mums are connected, many of them into Howard Springs School, many of them come here to the cafe as well. Um, and so we are a presence in this place, um, in this city and I think yeah, my hope, my desire is to see that continue more in whatever ways we can. Um, and yeah, for us all to be involved in that, you know, there's 80% uh, of the work is done by 20% of the people. Maybe we could flip it, you know, and have 100% of the work by 100% of the people, you know, wouldn't that be great? Um, because you have something important to offer. You have a gift, you have a talent. Um, I feel like I have jumped from thing to thing and then... Never, always sort of wondered, you know, do I actually fit in this group? Oh, I'll go and serve over here and I'll go and serve over here. And, and I think, you know, maybe some, sometimes some of us are like that. <laughs> I think I had to realise that, um, you know, where if, if there's a building being built, maybe some of us are bricks. And, you know, I, I look at people who in longevity have stayed in music ministry and that has been their gifting. I, I always struggled and thought, I don't feel like I'm a brick anywhere, you know. What's my thing? And maybe you're not sure what that is too. I realised then, and maybe God showed me this picture, but bricks can't just sit on bricks. They need the stuff that goes in between the concrete or whatever it is. And I think maybe some of us <laughs> help in whatever spaces is needed at whatever time that is. And maybe we can be uh, yeah, the concrete that hold those big ministries and things together. So can I encourage you, yeah, whatever little bit you can give 
it's actually so vital for the health of our church and the extension of God's kingdom here in this place. So, sorry, I spoke for a long time, Matt. Cool. Thank, thank you, Ash. Anyone else dying to say anything? I was just going to say, same thing as Ali, like lots of people, be good to get here at like 9.20 and not find a car park. That'd be sick. <laughs> yep. um, the other thing I wanted to say was similar to Ashley, was like, I'd love to be like this, this church would be a, have a reputation in the community as a church that loves people and a church yeah, that's yeah. generous yes. to people and, a, you know, um, and however we do that is how we do it. But um, just a church for the community is, is uh, my hope. Awesome. Thanks, team. Thank you. Excellent. Can we give, give these guys a clap? Um, you, can, you can head off now. So I hope, uh, I hope you have been encouraged by some of the, the thoughts and journeys that these guys have had. Um, I want, I, want, I want to encourage you guys to get involved, if you're not already involved, to be in a space of, of, of being in that space where you can recognise the things that you can do. If you can sweep a floor, if you can clean a toilet, I think Mitch mentioned he cleans the toilets. Thanks, Mitch. Um, what a great job. But it's, it, you know, there's, there's a whole heap of things that we do. I want to, we've got a slide here I want to put up on the screen, which is our ministry team leaders. Can we just give these guys a clap as well? Thank you. I want to I honour these guys. They, they spend huge amounts of time investing in the particular areas of ministry in this church. There's one up there, which is the mainly music team, which is, which is a, a newer ministry, which is going great guns. And I want to honour Sarah in that space as well. Um, but just... There's, there's lots going on and, and many hands make light work. You know, for me, we've, we've talked about it, the, the body needs to be in this space of, you know, we are, we are the body of Christ. How good would it be if every single part of the body is actually doing what it's supposed to be? Um, and I want to encourage you in that. So I want to encourage you to get involved. I want to encourage you to, to be a part of a connect group. Um, you know, see God at work, connect with other people and talk about where your struggles are. Can talk about the truths of God, talk about his promises, um, pray together. Prayer is such an important part of, of what we do when we gather together and, and there's going to be opportunity at the end, uh, as we always do, for you guys to come forward for prayer. I'd love you to come if, if you uh, need just a touch from God this morning. Um, so I want to thank our, our ministry team leaders who do an awesome job, who invest so much time, but also those of us who have, have invested into these different ministries in different ways as well. Um, I also want to thank our, our committee team. I've got another slide there. There's our committee. Uh, Dean, who was up here, our, our board chair, um, but the other, and Mitchell as well as, as part of that team, and Ben as well. Look at that. There's a whole heap of them. Um, but again, it's a, it's a role that is behind the scenes that deals with the business of, of what it is to be a church and, and seeking God's direction for, for where we go. Um, really putting our trust in, in the things that God is, is placing on, on Neil's heart. And, and in that too, I want to I wanna honour Neil. I want to say thank you to Neil as our, as our senior pastor, just for just his faithfulness in, in chasing after the things of God in this place. I mean, you look, at, you look at this incredible facility that we have as, as one example and just the, the passion and the, the trust and faith in God to, to build this place. It's, it's been an incredible journey and Neil has been at the helm of that for, for this whole time and sometimes that can be a really lonely job. Can I just say that? And can I encourage us to be in a space where we are loving and supporting on Neil and Joe? Um, they're people too. Did you know that? Just putting it out there. But I want to say thank you to Neil. I want to. I have. I have worked a journey. Walked a journey with Neil, and and he is so faith-filled. He has. It doesn't matter what is going on. His eyes are fixed on Jesus, and he has faith that that God is doing and will continue to do incredible things through this place, and that in, that includes all of us as we journey together. And so I really want to uh, encourage you just to reflect on the things that have been talked about this morning, to reflect on the journey that we have come on.
but also to reflect on the things that, that God has into the future for us, to recognize that God has a plan and God has a purpose and God has intention for this place, but also for every single person that walks through the door. You know, God desires relationship. God has equipped each one of us with gifts and abilities to step into whatever it is that God's calling us to do in and through this place, to come and, and be equipped to hear God's message of life, to be led into God's family, but also to lead other people into God's family as well. That's for, for each of us to do. That's a, that's a call on all of our lives, to grow in our own faith, to help other people to grow in their faith, to love on people, to, to receive that love from people, but also to, to give it out, to point people to God's love that he has for us, to be in a space of equipping each other, to, to call out the gifts and abilities and the talents that each of us have. Like what I was talking about with me and my assistant pastor role, I would, I would never dream of standing up the front and talking to people. I'm, a, I'm an introvert. I don't like getting up in front of people. In fact, when I'm at work, I, my other job, I struggle to do presentations and stuff. But when I'm up here, I know that God is with me and he is with me at my work, but it's, it's different. You get what I'm saying? This is, this is God's house. This is God's work. And he, he invites us into a space where maybe we don't feel like out there we can do that. But in here, that is a place to establish that. And over the time, now I can stand up at work and I can present and I'm good because I know I've had the experience here and I've had the love from the family and I've... And, and God has pushed me and Neil has pushed me and, and others in this place have recognised gifts in me that have called out. And so I encourage us, if you, if you recognise something in someone, to encourage them to step into that space. I know we can all pick up a mop. I know we can all hold a vacuum. Um, this place doesn't get clean by itself. And so there are rosters and things. So if you want to get involved, come and talk to me. Um, there's photos of the ministry team and the committee and stuff and the elders up over on the wall over there. Come and find one of us. We often have someone standing by the bin if you have a, have a question. Um, isn't it good that God is at work in this place? And he's going to continue to be at work in this place, but it requires us all to be in that space of getting involved and, and enabling him to do everything that needs to be done in this space because he invites us into that space, which is, which is incredible. God can do all things, but he invites us into that journey. So I want to encourage you to be in that space. We're going to, we're going to close our service with some worship. Um, so can I, get the, can I get the worship team back up the front here? We're going to, we're going to sing. I want to invite you to hang around for morning tea afterwards. Um, coffee and all that good stuff have a have a chat have a real chat talk to someone maybe talk to someone you haven't talked to before uh, pray with each other but also if there's prayer needs this morning feel free to come down the front as we worship we're just gonna we're gonna close with some songs uh, and then AGM after that if you can hang around for that that would be awesome as well as we work through uh, the business that it is to have this place so bless your heaps, guys. Thanks.